Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki, and I am so excited to be back with our friend Samantha Shank, and we are going to talk about entrepreneurship for homeschool high schoolers because she is a rock star at it. So at first, I, I want to get Samantha to talk about her new podcast. So by the time this one airs, she will be live with her first episode. So Samantha, let's just jump in right there. Um, yeah, so I have the Learn in Color podcast. It will be available on Spotify and Apple. And um, through that, I wanted to highlight homeschoolers who have been there, done that. So these are homeschool graduates and moms of um, homeschool graduates. And we're just talk about things that we love about homeschooling, what worked for us, how we did it, and maybe some things we wish we would have changed. That is beautiful. And that's the kind of stuff our homeschool high school podcast sisters love to hear about. So we'll be sure and include links in the show notes so that everyone can jump over there and get some encouragement from the Learning Color podcast. So, so Samantha, today we wanted to talk about entrepreneurship in high school because you started as an entrepreneur when you were like fourth grade or something. <laughs> <laughs> and you walked it all the way through high school, put yourself through college debt-free, and you're an entrepreneur now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's go through what advice would you give to homeschool high schoolers who want to explore their own businesses? Um, firstly, I would say create a business plan and find a business mentor. So when I was younger, I had um kind of what got me started in this journey was I had taken an entrepreneurship course. And through that, um, through, it was through our local chamber of commerce. And I'm still really close to the people who have run it. And so um, there was just a collection of business owners around the community who are willing to give their time for free. These were lawyers spending, giving us an hour of their time, which I realize now is worth its weight in gold. Amazing. So Samantha, was this, was this a course that was for young people? Or it was open to the community and you just had the chutzpah to go? It was specifically meant for high school students. Oh, and what that's... was really beneficial about this program specifically is at the end of it, um, it was a Shark Tank pitching contest and you won real money that oh, you did not have to pay back ever. And there was no equity involved. It was just really kind and generous business owners giving you money. And so, so that's were... kind of how I got started with the whole thing. They were investing in the next generation of entrepreneurs. That is really community-mindedness. I love that. Yeah. And at so that time, I had a different business. So like that money was not exactly used for my current one. Um, it was just something I had done in high school. But those foundations that I had learned have helped me in my business today. So you learned from these business people and lawyers how to write a business plan? Yep. Mm -hmm. um, marketing, business plan, creating a website, um, banking, taxes. We learned everything. Oh, my goodness. That, and beautiful. And did they do some mentoring with you also? Yeah. So each student had a mentor. Um, so we had there are teachers who were teaching the class. And then each student had an individual mentor. Um, but what was really nice is the mentors were not like, I'm just working with my student. Um, and all of the mentors were willing to lend their expertise in any way that they could. And so I just really appreciate that community mindset. And so wherever you are, find that community in your area. Yeah. that And you know what? It, it is there in, in our area. 
the Small Business Administration Mm -hmm. is absolutely marvelous and they will do workshops and teens can come to that. I don't know that they have any teen focused ones, but teens can come to those and they will give you a free business coach to help you walk through the process of, you know, market research and business plans and all that. So that's, that's your tax dollars at work. It's absolutely free. Yeah. And really use your youth to your advantage. Um, like I said, I'm still kind of using my age to my advantage, but I know that um, it's starting to, I'm getting older now. But um, when you're in high school, especially when you tell people you're a student and you're willing to put in the effort and the ambition, they most often will be willing to help you just a half hour of their time. Yeah. And that's because people love to invest in young people. So Mm -hmm. it it took your courage to make yourself available, like go to the class. You know, you had to go to the class. You had to take advantage of the opportunities and all. But once you did that, the the resources were there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm very introverted. So once I kind of got out of that shell, yeah, they were willing to help if I needed it. Uh, Okay. So give us an insider tip. You're a natural introvert. So am I. Um, but you network like an extrovert. Like I was at a conference with you and you network just like you work the room, just like an extrovert. So how did you learn that? Um, I think it really comes down to be willing to go out of your comfort zone. I'm still learning this. This is still something I continue to work on, but be willing to get out of your comfort zone and try something new. And if you end up looking like an idiot, that's okay. I have to remind myself it's not the end of the world. And most people probably won't even remember it anyway. And so I think just putting yourself out there and trial and error, um, maybe one thing doesn't work so well, that's okay. Next time, remember it and try something new. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that you are expert at is smiling. (laughs) Like, really, when you go to a networking event, if a person is smiling, it makes you want to talk to them. And so if you were a teenager just at an event and you were smiling, somebody would walk over and talk to you, even if you weren't brave enough to walk up to them yet. So that's a just insider tip. Being a counselor, I coach people on these things all the time. So <laughs> you already do it. You figured it out. So so you worked through this and did you shark tank an idea too? Yeah. So at the time, my idea was a reusable like um, alternative to paper towels. So they were made out of cloth. I was sewing them in our basement. <laughs> And so I received um, over a little bit over $1,200 in startup funds for that. And I Uh went a trip to Florida to pitch my business at a regional level. And so that was a lot of fun. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That's adorable. So so how long did you make your your reusable paper towels? Oh, gosh. I think it was about three or four years. Um, When I got into high school, that's when I realized I'm like, well, I can't... um, like, I don't want to do this forever. Like, it hurts my back yeah. selling all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and um, creating resources online was just something I enjoyed more. It was less strain mm-hmm. on my back. <laughs> and it was just more, um, I guess, useful of my time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but, but you, what was important about that was that you were getting the experience in business. And it was a wonderful way to start. Exactly. And I, um, I've, ta- I've talked to schools about it in, in classrooms. And I had one um, kid tell me, well, I don't want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be a police officer. And I'm like, all of those lessons I talked about, you can do that while being a police officer. <laughs> and so even if your child doesn't want to go into business, um, or even if the business that they're creating right now isn't something that they want to do long term, 
that's okay. But those skills and those foundations are going to take them wherever they want to go in any career they want to go. So one of the things that you do is talk in schools. And and what do you tell the kids when you go? I talk about um, entrepreneurship. I love volunteering with Junior Achievement, Mm -hmm. which is a program that teaches entrepreneurship to students. And I just talk about how it's possible as a young person. I feel like the world looks down on people. Even throughout college, I was told that I shouldn't graduate early and I shouldn't graduate debt-free because I should expect debt and I should expect the full college experience and all of these things. And I should just enjoy my teen years. And I'm looking back, I did enjoy my teen years. I just did it differently from other people. And so I just don't like those low expectations. And I tell kids, like, you can start a business when you're young. You can make a difference and do things when you're young. You don't have to wait until you're older. Because so many people I meet, they say, oh, I want to start a business after college. And I'm like, that's really great. But you can do it if you want. You can do it right now. And so just giving kids that opportunity to say, hey, if I want to do this right now, there's nothing stopping you out there. So it's really giving, one of the things you do is give young people permission to give themselves permission to explore their dreams. Yeah. And I'm really thankful that I had those people in my life who had done that for me. And so I just kind of want to pass it on. And Yeah, that's, that's a beautiful gift. That's lovely. Okay. So these days, you are still an entrepreneur and you're still investing in your community. So tell us how you manage, like what are all the different entrepreneurial things that you're doing these days? Um, so my main one is Learn in Color LLC. I talked a little bit about that in the previous episode, but um, that's kind of what my main focus in. My main main focus is I'm speaking at Teach Them Diligently conventions, three of them this year. Um, nice. I'm really excited for all of those. And on the side, I do graphic design work. Um, so I work for a lot of different homeschool brands and teacher brands. And then because I realized I would never leave my apartment, I work part-time at um, our local library in the children's department. And then they let me um, work on graduate homework while I'm on desk. So <laughs> that's so what I am doing. Are you taking graduate courses now? Yes. Yeah, so I never thought I would enter graduate school considering I barely got through my undergraduate degree. But um, through the Miss America organization and pageantry, I've earned enough scholarship money to justify it. And I said, hey, why not? Yeah. All right, so let's grab a trail. One of your entrepreneurial things has been your the beauty pageants. Yeah. And you know, that's that's a business thing also. So can you talk about that for a minute? So again, going back to go out of your comfort zone. I am a computer nerd, like honestly. <laughs> um, but when I was 16, I really wanted to enter our local fair queen competition and I ended up placing I'm in the top 5 out of over 40 girls. Nice. And then the um a couple of weeks later, I'm like, I really enjoyed this. And a couple of weeks later, I ended up winning a scholarship pageant. And from then on, I was hooked. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this. It got me out of my comfort zone. It was fun to dress up. And I've earned over $8,000 in scholarship money from that. So it really has been one of your income streams. So you enjoyed it. It got you out of your comfort zone. And you know, you had some cash that helped you get through your education and now it's helping to fund some graduate school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So I know with, with our, with our local girls who have done some pageantry, they had a whole business model they had to follow. Like they had to get sponsors and things like that. So it, tell us a little bit about what that entailed. Um, I personally did not have to get sponsorships for the organization. 
um, I was competing through. But um, like through the Miss America organization, you can choose to get sponsors. I did not, um, partially because of laziness. <laughs> but that's you know, okay for you to be you. So you could just you could just work things your way. And you've, it's helped you get to the next part of life. So Yeah. Pageantry has taught me a lot of different skills with interviewing and um, stage presence and really presenting yourself in a positive way. So that's why I like it. Well, and, and you definitely use those skills when you speak and uh, outstanding keynote speaker. So homeschool groups, if you need a really good keynote speaker who has experience and intelligence and drive and is fun. You should talk to Samantha. So, uh, okay. So if I could send you a homeschooler and they're ninth grader and they need to start talking to themselves about resources, like I've, I've got some ideas I'd like to explore for business. Where would you tell them to start? I would start by telling them you find a need. So often um, when I work with some brands in terms of social media or graphic design work. Um, the stuff they're sending me is good quality, but there's not a need for it. And so really think about who your target audience is. And your target audience is more than just moms. It is moms between um, the ages of 30 and 40 who have children who are five and six years old or something like that. And get as specific mm -hmm. as possible with your target audience. And I think that once you find that small niche target audience, you can grow from there. And I think I happened to get really lucky with the whole homeschool history target audience mm -hmm. because there was a need and a gap in that market that I happened mm -hmm. to fill. But for the most part, you really should try to find that need or, or how you're helping your consumer. Yeah. And that's so to, to do a little market research is a, a good way to start and to, you know, just kind of explore around and find some needs. What would what would they do next? So after you found those um, needs, interview a couple people in your target audience. And so ask them, um, hey, what do you think about this? Um, if you have business plans or if you have like a prototype of something you're creating, let them know that and get their feedback on it. And if you can get their honest feedback, maybe something they like and didn't like, then you can kind of reshape your business. And so with both of my businesses, the one in high school and then the one I have now, I've had to shape it multiple different times to appeal to my target audience. And there was a couple things I've started and realized, hey, this isn't working. So always be willing to pivot and change if needed. Pivot, change, flexibility, humility, all those things are important for success. Yeah. Are, and then what would they do next? Um, so that's when I would just work on start selling your product. So um, after you've gotten the actual product made, um, start selling on Facebook, um, no matter how your business is set up. So for me, um, I mainly sold at like local craft shows that I'd gotten connected with and I had been selling online through Pinterest. And so no matter where your avenues are, um, know you, if you know where your target market is, you can know where they, where they best go for getting their information. Yeah. So, Cause you know where, where they hang out. Yeah. yeah. So for me, that was Facebook, Pinterest and local um, craft shows. But for you, that might be on TikTok or Snapchat or something. So always be willing to, Again, like look at your target audience and say, hey, what are they doing? And for you, how did you find out about the the legal kind of things you would need to know? Like, you know, like, do you need to file as a real business, you know, the incorporate and all that? So the one thing that um, I guess is like really frustrating about being a teen entrepreneur is you are not yet 18 yet. 
and you are not allowed to legally sign documents yet. And so Uh one of the ways we kind of got around that was if you create the business as a separate entity through an EIN number, um, that's how you can have your parents co-sign while not mixing the two together. Because um, I know a couple people that, again, also teenagers did not know what they were doing like me. And they had put um, their name when they had created the account. But it was tax time. They put their father's social security number. And obviously, the IRS flagged it because this wasn't matching up. And so I think um, if you create an LLC, which is like super cheap and easy, and an EIN number and create the business as a separate entity, that way the parent can co-sign for the child. But then when um, the child turns 18, they can have the business to themselves. Yeah. So there are little hoops to jump through that that are good experience. It's good experience for young people to figure out paperwork. <laughs> it's boring, but important. So, all right, Samantha, let's talk again, again, how people can find you. So start reminding us about the podcast and the Learning Color website and anything else you want folks to know. Yes, you can connect with me on my website, learningcolor.com. You can find me on Facebook, Pinterest, or Instagram at Learn in Color. And um, yeah, my podcast, Learn in Color podcast um, on Spotify and Apple. Very good. Thank you for getting us into your busy multi-hat schedule. And uh, everybody, look up Samantha and her fine work and and catch her at the Teach Them Diligently conferences also. Yeah, thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah. So this has been the Homeschool High School Podcast brought to you by Seven Sisters Homeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Please hop over to iTunes and leave us some stars and reviews so it helps other people to find us. And join our Facebook group at um, Seven Sisters on Facebook. Okay, we will see you next week.